This is The Naturalist. In every podcast episode, we're going to highlight the products, ideas, trends that are shaping the CPG industry. Or that we just really like. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, our mission at Thrive Market is to make healthy living affordable and accessible for all. It catches our eye or draws our attention or makes us feel good about having a conversation. It's just really having a strong sense of your brand identity. I feel like since working at New Hope, which has been a long time, I don't have any like normal sense of time. Like I'm already living in September. Right. I know. And every time we get to the end of an expo, I think, oh, well, this is going to be some nice downtime. And then all of a sudden the next expo rolls around. I'm already living in September too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So we are currently really enjoying fall in Colorado. It's rainy enough to be fall. It is. It is. But we're starting to just get pumped about Expo East. And as part of that, we're able to connect with a lot of the great retailers that are already talking about Expo East, excited to be there, looking forward to discovering new brands. And one of those was is Thrive. Yes, Thrive Market. So I was really fortunate to be able to sit down with um, two of our favorite retail collaborators, both from Thrive Market last week. Um, And you're going to hear from them today a little bit about the interview and, and what they're excited about for Expo East. Now, Thrive is such a cool retailer. We have something at New Hope called our Retail Collaboration Group, and it's this really awesome group of retailers that gets together every quarter. And we do it on-site at Natural Products Expo, as well as have virtual meetings. And we just get to sort of shoot the SHIT with them and talk about what's tough. (laughs) I love that that was your limit of all the crazy things we've talked about on your that was your limit. I couldn't go it. I know. <laughs> and the way you looked at me, too, I'm like, did I misspell when I said that? Because you were so confused with just me spelling it was the election. No, I just, yeah. I appreciate you cleaning up your language for the uh, naturalist swear jar, virtual swear jar. Exactly. So we get to chat with these retailers quarterly. Thrive is a member of the retail collaboration group, but I always love what they bring to the table in those conversations and just what they're doing as a company to really elevate the natural products industry, the CPG space. They really model the types of behaviors and innovations they want to see from their brands. We just covered their carbon neutral certification, which is really cool. And Adrian, they have some other things coming up too, right? That you guys talked about last week. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I'll, I'll let them tell you about it more, but um, they just have such a strong commitment to sustainability, to packaging, to things like upcycling, Lots of great missions. And one thing that I really love about Thrive is that the way that they really partner with brands to make that happen. So they work with brands. They do a lot of education with brands. They let the brands also educate their customers. Like, I think there's just such a great relationship. All those things we love to see in this industry. But it's so inspiring when you see a retailer really putting sustainability first and then embracing those brands that do the same. So just one other quick thing on on Thrive that I want to throw out there, too, which they were on a panel, I think an Expo East panel of mine years ago 
where we talked about food access. And that was really a part of their founding mission was to use their retail model, their online model to get healthier products to communities everywhere and do it affordably. And I think they've really stayed true to that mission as well as the sustainability mission. So I really like that. I like how they're able to offer a variety of price points and types of products, but then kind of break down any barriers that may come from geography and where people are located and food deserts. And uh, that's a, a really awesome part of the work that they do too. So one of many awesome retailers that will be at Natural Products Expo East and we'll be highlighting them, talking to them, sharing their mission voices and how they support brands in coming months. And Adrian, you did such a great job leading that conversation with them. And let's jump in and hear it. This is the first of many conversations we'll be having with retailers as we start the countdown toward Expo East. Thrive Market, Jason Bedart, Vice President of Merchandising for Food, and Christine McNearney, Vice President of Merchandising Ops and Home Health and Beauty. Thanks so much for being here. I hope I got all that right. You did. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Thanks, Andrea. Nice to see you guys. You as well. So thanks so much for coming. We are here today to basically pick your brains. We're going to dig into what one of the most innovative, purposeful, really just kind of the coolest retailers in the world looks for in new brands. And otherwise, let's just kick things off. Um, So Thrive always has so many purposeful new initiatives in the works. Can you tell us a little bit about what's new at Thrive? Yeah, I'll take that one. Uh, Thanks, Adrian. We're always busy at Thrive and uh, we've got a pretty hearty mission um, behind what what we do at Thrive Market, especially around the merchandising team looking for products. Um, but I will say um, over the last several months, we've been really hard at work um, on the sustainability portion of our mission. So um, as uh, a lot of you may have read, uh, we were just um, certified climate neutral um, and also certified plastic neutral um, in, in that in this journey, uh, we have an awesome partner that we um, started working with in Repurpose um, and uh, just working with them in a collaboration of how can we reduce plastic within the industry. Um, and with that partnership with Repurpose, um, we've also started a collaborative working session with them um, that not only includes Repurpose and Thrive Market, but we've also put a challenge out to a lot of our brand and manufacturing partners to, to join the charge um, in reducing plastic within the industry. So we've already held two collaborative working sessions between Thrive Market, Repurpose, and about 40 of our brand partners talking through um, uh, helping them with a strategy on plastic reduction, um, just like Repurpose has helped us with our um, with our strategy um, and kind of a go, a go forward plan on how to reduce plastic within the uh, within the the food in the health and beauty and um, home space. That is so cool. Um, I know that packaging is one of those challenges that is always out there. Found it hard, um, not just I mean in packaging, of course, but have you fi- found it hard um, when you're looking for brands to find those brands that really are aligned with what you're what you're looking for? Yeah, I would say on the on the food side, it's pretty tough um, just because we all know that plastic does wonders for keeping food um, uh, in in good conditions, shelf life um, with us. It's it's light for for shipping. So looking for those alternatives, um, especially as an e-commerce retailer, it's really tough. 
Um, but there are a lot of uh, a lot of brands out there that are leading the charge and looking for alternatives, whether it's neoplastics that help um, break down um, within uh, within landfills, the gases they emit help break down additional wastes. Um, so there's a, a lot of other alternatives out there that brands are looking into and, and um, really making some innovative changes. How do you, I mean, one of the big things I always wrestle with, I mean, even, you know, we've seen it when we're looking at packaging, you know, how do you explain or how do you talk to brands about how to explain all of those different packaging innovations to consumers? I mean, that's the hardest thing. I don't even know what I'm always looking at when I see, is it recyclable? Is it compostable? So when we get into all those neoplastic, I don't even know what that is. You know, how do you, how do you explain that at Thrive, you know, to your consumers? I would say it's a lot easier on our um, our own brand products because um, we do now partner with How to Recycle. Um, so we put an emblem on all of our products to um, to show kind of that post use, post life of the product, what you do with the packaging. Um, and we're looking at how we can do that even further on our website um, with our brand. So how do we incorporate How to Recycle with our other brand partners on our website so that we can then tell our members maybe it's not on packaging, but maybe they can look at it on the, the product display card on how they can uh, either dispose safely or sustainably um, of the, the brand's product. Yeah. And our social and content teams are just absolutely amazing. So they are creating content all of the time to help explain the different types of packaging, what the end of the life cycle looks like, how you can help, how you can make a better impact. It's really hard. It's really difficult. And a lot of consumers don't know. Um, so as easy as we can possibly make it in all the different areas, like Jason mentioned on on product detail pages, on homepage banners, on blogs, um, we truly try to do our best to meet the customer where they are in their in their packaging journey themselves too. Amazing. So, so you work with brands on packaging, you know, what are some of the other ways that you've been partnering with brands to really get them into the Thrive community? Yeah. So, I mean, overall, our mission at Thrive Market is to make healthy living affordable and accessible for all. Um, So we have different facets to it. Uh, The two biggest being food equity and accessibility. Um, the second that Jason was just speaking to is the sustainability. So whether that be supply chain, farming practices, um, packaging, as we spoke to. Um, and while the brands that we either find or work with may not hit every single facet at the same time, um, we're definitely almost always finding that brands are very mission aligned. We're very grateful um, that we work in an industry where a lot of brand creation and development is coming from mission-driven entrepreneurs. Um, so I would say in terms of incorporating brands into our um, mission, we also work with brands on any food equity campaigns that we have. Um, We often work with brands, you know, a lot of times we'll do donation drives. Um, We have different partners locally in LA and then um, broader nationally, uh, where we work with some of our brands to even supply donations to help get more access and, and these amazing products into people's hands that really need it. And we also sometimes, you know, Unfortunately, there are other situations where we ask our members to help donate to for things like natural disaster relief. Um, and I say unfortunately because these are things that just happen, but um, we also do try to incorporate our brands potentially sometimes to help match those donations and help um, create more significant relief for anybody out there um, in the national U.S. too. Oh, that's great. I love that the involvement, not only of your brand community, but also getting your customers involved and like bringing it all together at Thrive. I think that that's so important. Um, I think they're going to, yeah, our members are, they're incredible. The amount of money we've been able to raise through donation at checkout, it's, 
um, it's really awe-inspiring, honestly, to see our member community care so deeply. Um, and I think resonates just what we're trying to create here at Thrive Market too. And it's not just that for every paid member, we also give a membership to whether it's a family that can't typically afford um, a, a membership and giving them a bit, the ability and accessibility to um, put healthy food on their table or uh, a healthier home, um, but with also first responders, uh, teachers, um, anyone that can apply, uh, anyone can apply to the Thrive Gaze um, membership program. I love that. So you're really following through on on that impact So that's, I guess that's another question I always have, you know, brands talk a lot about sustainability or about their missions on their packaging. You know, what do you look for in terms of measuring that impact or or, or really asking brands to follow through on what they're, what they're putting out there? Sure. Yeah. Oftentimes, um, it can be through different certifications. It can be, you know, something like regenerative organic, for example, like working towards that rock certification, things like cruelty free on uh, home health and beauty side of things. Um, but then also working with other um, reputable organizations out there. So if they're working with a vitamin angels or if they're working with 1% for the planet, um, that really helps us understand that there's real impact being tracked and monitored um, and that it is truly um going somewhere to have a positive impact on on people and planet. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about Expo East. You're both coming to Expo East. Super excited to see you in Philadelphia. Um, And I just wanted to kind of get into the nitty gritty. You know, what can we do to help brands as they prepare for the show? So um, first of all, let's start with that like big picture question. You know, what are those big trends that you're expecting to see at Expo East? What are you excited to see at Expo East? Um, What's on your what's on your docket? Yeah, we each run two different areas of the business. So on the food side, the team is um, uh, I, again like we we find amazing brands out there that um, that taste good, that have great stories behind them. But really being aligned with um, uh, our mission is is key. So one of them looking for how to combat food waste and uh, using upcycled ingredients. Um, I think that. We were ahead of that trend a couple of years ago. It, it didn't catch on really fast. And now it's really catching on within the food space of just how to combat food waste. And then we talked about how we became uh, plastic neutral certified. So how do we get brands to jump on board? So are there brands out there that are making innovative strides and in reducing packaging within the food space? Um, and then one other one, just a little more product centric is um, we're seeing a big boom in the multi-pack, the kids and snack size products. It's actually pretty crazy how well they're doing on our site. So looking for new and innovative brands and products that are in that format uh, for what our members are looking for. Great. Yeah. To segue off that, babies and kids on home health and beauty um, across all the different categories has just been doing extremely well for us. So definitely looking to continue to lean in there. Um, so whether it be supplements, body care, like Jason mentioned, the snacks, puree pouches, whatever it may be, we're definitely seeing um, our members really gravitate towards that category. Um, and one of the continued focuses on the vitamins and supplement side, I would definitely say is the women's health and hormonal support category. Um, at Thrive Market, our demographic is almost 90% female. Um, so we've seen a lot of success with the launches that we've had in the category over the past year. And I would say in this category specifically, we're just seeing a lot of new brands and innovation that are really effective with their branding, their marketing, their messaging. Um, I would say there's definitely this movement of 
kind of removing the stigma about talking about topics like this and women's hormonal support and menopause and, you know, fertility support. Um, so that's been really refreshing and something that we're really excited to continue to lean in on. Yeah, I completely agree. That's one of the areas I'm most excited about. And not only in supplements, but I've started to see it kind of moving into food as well, you know, bar or tea or, you know, different different product formats. It's so great. It's It's been wonderful. We actually had a um, sexual health, women's sexual health product from Winged win the next year for Expo West. So love Winged. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to see um, what new products we get for the next season at Expo East that are looking at women's health issues. So great. Anything in personal care that stands out to you, Christine, or that you're you're looking hoping to see? Yeah, I would say on the personal care side, we're definitely still exploring um again, on the topic of sustainability and more plastic-free options. Um, we're seeing a lot of new innovation around waterless too. Um, so I would say we're definitely dipping our toe in. I think there's a learning curve on the personal care side when it comes to some of these new formats um, and you know how much work goes into maybe um, uh, using the product versus what people are, are typically used to. Um, so we've seen some really exciting launches from brands that we've worked with um currently um so we're going to continue launch test there and and look for it and really try to push it as much as we can as thrive market too because we know it's the right direction to go into and the right the right mood it's just getting over that learning curve from a customer perspective well i guess that's i've heard you say before that thrive really works hard to leverage brand partner knowledge so i guess that's a really a place where education is so important from brands, you know, looking at consumers and the how-to of these new products they're they're not familiar with. Absolutely. Yeah. We started adding more enhanced content on our product detail pages. So leveraging brand assets because they are the experts on how to use it, uh, key callouts of ingredients and putting a lot of those really beautiful imagery on the product detail page too, so that it's really easy for the customer to know upfront before they have to scroll down and read what the product is, what the benefits are. Um, so hopefully that will help with that education piece as well. Okay. So you're Thrive, you're at Expo East, you go up to a booth or you have a meeting with a brand. What would you suggest, you know, what should they have ready to, to tell you about their brand or to stand out in this crowded CPG market? You want to take that one? one. I will say, I mean, first and foremost, visit thrivemarket.com and poke around the site, poke around our blogs, poke around the content, poke around our products and just kind of get a sense of who we are. Um, And then go to your category page and take a look at uh, all the products that we have. We have a very highly curated catalog. So it's not like you're scrolling through hundreds and hundreds of products. Um, so when we're looking at products, we have to really, um, I would say, tighten down our number one, our standards. They come first and foremost, but we also need to tighten down on how the product fits within the catalog. Is it going to replace something within the catalog? Is it going to be an addition to the catalog? Um, because uh, again, that space is really valuable for 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 brands on our website. Um, but then they should be able to talk about like what diff what sets them apart, what differentiates their product from what we currently have, um, and what what value they're going to bring to our members um, in that respect. So, are there any deal breakers? What are those things that are turnoffs? Uh, first and foremost, not meeting the standards. So, on the food side, everything at at minimum has to be non GMO. Um, we look for organic um, as much as possible. Regenerative organic is absolutely amazing if we can find that. 
But um, I would say, again, not having that differentiation. And then if you're in, if you're in wide distribution, if you're in 6,000 doors, if you're in um, all the big retailers, um, it becomes really hard for us to become a, uh, a, a known price competitive um, retailer for, um, for our members to come shop. So just, just know how to be able to, to make it affordable and accessible to our members. Um, so again, you can be in wide distribution, but that's not always great for us. I was going to say at the show specifically too, um, like there's, there's always a lot going on. Right. But I think for us, what really catches our eye or draws our attention or makes us feel good about having a conversation um, it's just really having a strong sense of your brand identity, um, really understanding like what Jason said, being able to clearly speak to what sets you apart, um, having a really good handle on your brand demographics so that we can have the conversation of, you know, how do our demographics align with your brands? Does it feel like a good fit from a customer standpoint? Um, a lot of that becomes very evident in just like packaging, marketing that we've seen, um, you know, the people at the booth who can speak to the brand. Um, but that's, that's really, really key because first impressions, obviously you will never get that back. Um, so convincing us to want to work with the brand as well, um, having like that really solid foundation and and feeling really comfortable about who you are as a brand and, and what void you feel in the market is, is super key when chatting with us. I love that. I think that's such valuable advice, especially because I think a lot of the brands that come to Expo East and that really get so much out of the show, especially since it's a smaller show, there's a lot more opportunity for interaction with retailers between retailers and brands. You know, a lot of them are really new stage, early stage brands. And so um, I think, you know, any, any other pieces of advice or tips that you could give them or just insight into what you're looking for or how to stand out, I think is, is so fantastic. I know I would just say, you know, if you have your, your key partners in mind or key retailers and they come across your booth, I mean, you're, Pitch may not be the same for every single retailer. So I think as Jason already mentioned, like really understanding the ins and outs of who those uh, aspirational retailers are for you so that you can speak to what your brand is going to do for that retailer and what that partnership will look like and having a vision built out, um, I think is, is, is really critical. And it's that conversation and pitch is probably not going to sound the same for every single person. Um, but really understanding the core elements and the important um, aspects of of the retailer trying to pitch is is key, especially for Thrive Market. We're curated. We have a mission. We have ingredient standards. We have a value prop. Um, so there's definitely, you know, when working and, and talking through a partnership, there's a lot of details to go through. And I think having a vision of that is is key to start off the conversation. I love that you have said partnership so many times. I think that that's something that really sets Thrive Market apart. Um, when you talk about brands, you talk about that partnership, about working together, whether it's for packaging or for um, branding or increasing consumer knowledge. I just think that um, it's so obvious that that's such an important part of of who you are as a company. So I love yeah, that. I'll put out there that it's it's not just when you become a an internal Thrive Market partner. So when you're put on the website, so as you're in your own brand journey as well, if it's not a right fit now, I, we try to give that feedback to um, to the brands so that later on down the road, if it's, if it's ingredient standards, if it's packaging format, um, if it's um, the inability to really support the product once it comes on site with a marketing plan or anything like that, we give them that feedback so that one day, whether it's six months or a year down the road, they can come back and present their products and say, 
hey, I think I'm ready to be on Thrive Market. Um, this is what I've taken the steps that you've given me the feedback on. Um, is it a right fit now? Okay, let's talk a little bit about the innovation experience. So we're super excited this year at Expo East. We're launching Innovation Experience. It's a co-located event. It's going to be one day only in Philly. And the idea is really all about innovation, obviously, and how innovation can be used to support health, joy, justice. And a lot of people, I think, um, a lot of brands think of innovation as you know new technology, and maybe that's it. But um, we're also looking at it as kind of low-tech things, you know, innovations in field and farm, you know, anything that's really solutions-oriented. So um, I wanted to just check in with you. I know we've asked you this in the past, but what do you guys think of when you think of innovation? I love how you kind of tee that up because for us, it's definitely finding new ways to solve problems that exist in the marketplace. Um, So whether that be supply chain, like Jason mentioned with upcycling and waste management, whether that's packaging as we hit on like plastic free and waterless, Um, but then also just thinking about the customer and journey and and the experience with the products throughout that. Um, And just really trying to disrupt what historically has been done in the category um, to meet the consumer shifting needs. So I think women's health, again, is like a great example of that. Like these are products that have existed in the market for years and years and years, but new brands or existing brands are are pivoting and and creating disruptive ways to communicate and market the product um, to meet a new new customer base and where they are and how they want to be spoken to and and what they're looking for. So for us, innovation is key because we are highly curated, um, but it's definitely centered around, you know, rethinking just because something exists the way it does, does it need to continue to be that way? What about you, Jason? Any thoughts? Yeah, I guess uh, like Christine said, um, really disrupting the category on the food space. we're, we're typically centered around diets um, and diet tribes, um, but we found now that um, it's not all about um, a specific diet, but it's how you communicate the specific attributes. So we find that keto, while still doing well, keto is starting to slide a little bit, but the messaging of low carb, um, low sugar, um, just different ways that more and more consumers resonate with. Um, so you're not you're not fit into this this small package. It's a it's a more wide. Um, so brands that are definitely looking into um, how they can continue to market and push those types of attributes without then fitting into this construct of like a diet itself. Um, I think uh, a lot more uh, customers and our our members for sure will start resonating with the uh, with the products. Yeah, I agree. I love that personalization that's really happening. People are are less pigeonholed into one thing or the other. Um, I think we touched on this a little bit before, but you've talked about marketing, you've talked about branding. You know, one thing I always wrestle with is that question of the messaging, you know, how much is too much? You know, do do consumers want to see all 47 certifications that you have on the label or regenerative regenerative is a really important um issue in our in our in our cpg ecosystem right now do consumers know what that is should brands be explaining it on their label you know how how much is too much or or how much should they be telling those stories talking to i talk to the retailer and talk to the like who, who their audience is um we would say number one like regenerative 
make sure that's on package organic, make sure that's on package ethical sourcing, whether it's a fair trade certification or it's uh, own internal audits done, like make sure that's on the package. Um, so not everything needs to be shown, um, but there are some key things that more and more consumers are becoming aware of. They're, they're looking towards those certifications or those attributes as they're shopping um, because they, they want to be more conscious consumers. They, they want to know that while they're enjoying their chips, that they're also doing well because there's a farmer that was paid well for um, the inputs of the products. And also that farmer is following regenerative farming practices. Um, they want to know that they're, they're doing better. Uh, so I would say there are some key ones that are important. I would say not everything is important. Yeah, that makes me think of, um, I'm just shifting gears slightly, talk about the Nexty Awards. And um, Jason, you've been a judge before, and that's one of those things we're always wrestling with in Nexty judging, you know, looking at a, at a sample and at a, looking at a product and seeing, you know, well, it says here in their form that they do all these things, but it's not here on the label. Um, do you remember any of the things that... Um, really excited you or that you were excited about when you judged the next awards? Yeah, I was excited to see um, more and more regenerative products. Um, and also um, there was a, a some climate neutral products that were really touting, um, really touting those certifications and what they're doing on the sustainability side. I was really excited to see that. Um, I, I was a final judge. I was excited to see that a lot of those items made it to the finals. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what we've got coming up for Expo East. Let's say uh, look for us at, at in Philly. Look for the Thrive Market on our badge and um, hopefully we can do some business together. Yeah, we're super excited. And any any follow-ups too, if you catch us on the floor and want to ask more questions, we're, we're happy to have those conversations at Expo East too. So we're really excited to see everyone. It's time for The List. So for this natural list, we have a really special list today. We actually asked Jason and Christine of Thrive their suggestions, some of their favorite products that are found on Thrive Market. So I'm going to go through the suggestions that Jason had. Of course, he works in the food space. So a um, lot of great products here. So the first product is Philosopher Foods Sprouted Almond Butter. I love this brand. He uses regeneratively farmed almonds from California. So really paying attention to what is happening in almonds and the fact that there's such a water irrigation heavy crop. And so um, this is a great, the owner, Tim, is really um, focused on regenerative. I'm not sure if this product has ROC certification at this time, but I know he's in the process and it might have just come through. Great product. Another one is Good Culture Organic Double Cream Cottage Cheese. So I've been messaging back and forth with Jason about this because I already love Good Culture's cottage cheese. It's so good. Have you had it? Yes. Oh, delicious. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's the per it's not too tangy, not sweet, perfectly tangy. I mean, it's amazing, amazing. So this product, kill me now, sounds like the most delicious thing. And of course, this company's a certified B Corp. Then we have Thrive Markets Organic, regeneratively grown Colombian coffee. Great product. You know, Thrive, of course, we've talked about this in the interview. They really are so stringent about their sustainability standards. They really lean into organic, really lean into regenerative. So great product here. Then, of course, Olipop. So we've seen this product's been out for a while. This is the classic root beer. You know, functional sodas, healthy sodas have been huge this year, really growing. This is one that really focuses 
focuses on that fiber. So it's really low sugar, high fiber. So you're drinking a root beer, but it also has nine grams of fiber. And that comes from this proprietary mixture they have that's cassava and chicory and Jerusalem artichoke and slippery elm and all and all the stuff. So this is a, a root beer you can feel good about. I love a root beer. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm a big fan. And like a, a float, I'm trying to like, let's may have like the perfect natural root beer float. How about a double cream cottage cheese root beer float? You know what I was getting at? <laughs> oh, some Alex pull from past. Yes. List, oh, good listies. idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw that in there. Oh. And then we've got Seven Sundays Sunflower Cereal Maple Sea Salt. This was a Nexty finalist. This is such a cool brand. It's certified upcycled, non-GMO. They have a PCR pouch. They're a glyphosate, certified glyphosate breather, a B Corp. Just really clean ingredient, delicious cereal, working directly with farmers. Such a great company. And if you go to their website, too, um, they really talk about all of their different sustainability things. I can see why Thrive loves this product. Such a great product. And then finally, the last one that Jason had on his list was the Aloha Kona Bar. So fantastic list. Thank you so much, Jason, for contributing some of your favorites from Thrive. Oh, I love all of them. I know. Such great, great products. And I, I wanted to mention that Jason and Christine, we've worked with them on helping them find, identify new companies that they want to meet with. And their standards are insane. I mean, in, in the best possible way. They have like such stringent and comprehensive standards, ingredient standards, things that they look for. And you can really see that in all the companies. Not only are they finding these like really awesome companies, you know, early stage brands, some of which which I'll list on Christine's list in the health and beauty space. Um, but, you know, they're they're also meeting these like super high integrity standards. What I love, I just want to say, I love that you were careful to point out that when we say this is insane, we mean it's good. Yes, because yes. I think exactly. I say it every single episode. I say this is insane. Oh, yeah. We need like a little like key, like a key of our lexicon. Yes. Insane, <laughs> insane is Good. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for clarifying. <laughs> All right. So Christine really covers the health, beauty, and home space. And so her list is great. I was like looking up all these companies want to buy every one of these products. Seamane uh, Health, a PMS and period support product, which, you know, I was saying earlier, like I'll, I'll just pops the mad bill when I get cramps because nothing seems to work. And this product is clinically backed. It is for PMS and period support. Some of the ingredients that they use are, it's just a really nice blend of vitamin D, magnesium, ashwagandha. So they have a, a blend of vitamins and herbs in there. And I, you know, as we've talked about on past episodes, the clinically studied aspect of it is really great. These are also vegan capsules. I could give my husband another shout out in this if he wants to take this. This is all the Mickey ones. If he wants to take the PMS PMS support support product, it is vegan. Tell us how it works. (laughs) Let us know. So awesome product. I really like that. And cool packaging. It just is like a really like modern, fresh, fun packaging for the supplement space. So I like that a lot. Um, Next up, um, Christine had Indie Lee 
Lee CoQ10 toner. So just like a really nice fresh toner, CoQ10 being a really potent antioxidant that we often see in dietary supplements. Oh, but I need a new toner. Yes, also has uh, topical applications. So there you go. You may have your new toner. And then FAE Beauty Collagen Latte in matcha. And so certainly we're still seeing collagen big in the beauty space and now just seeing some really delicious applications mm -hmm. of it. So a really nice functional beverage that's focused on beauty. I'm a big fan of matcha, another really potent antioxidant rich green tea, and then blending that with collagen and also some beautiful branding and packaging on this one. Uh, Mad Hippie Microdermabrasion Facial. So these products, these products can be extremely pricey, the microdermabrasion at home scrubs and facial products. And so it's nice to see one that's a little bit, a little bit more affordable, but um, I really like this combination of ingredients that they use here, like bamboo. And um, let's see, they had a couple that I thought were really cool. So the bamboo and the volcanic ash in here, and then a range of other natural acids and oils that really have that detoxifying and um, exfoliating, but also still make your skin feel really fresh. I've heard so much about Mad Hippie. Mm -hmm. I've never tried their products, but I've heard they're fantastic. They are. And I like how even as they've grown, they've really kept this kind of like same branding that I think is um, just really beautiful and natural. And you see that reflected in the great ingredients that they use in their sustainability initiatives. So I'm basically going to take this list and go directly to Thrive and yes. shop for all of these <laughs> items. For all of them and Thrive, exactly. Um, Thrive Market Spice Jars. Uh, and that is a really cool line of, so look, it's just spice jars. Yeah, I was going to say. What, I was like, it's a whole lineup, spice jars. <laughs> Which I'm excited. I'm going to get some of those and put them on my floating shelves. And it looks so good. It's so fun to buy new spices. So fun to buy new spices. And the fact that these jars are refillable so you can go get bulk spices and then fill up these yeah, jars. Yeah. So that sustainability, bringing it into your home. And on that same note, food huggers, reusable food savers. So I think Christine did a really great job of choosing products that use really awesome ingredients, but also so other products that focus on um, reducing packaging in the home. And so those food huggers, you know, they're like the fruit and veggie condoms. Mm -hmm. Put it on up. <laughs> you know this. I never heard it referred to that way. Last time I put a condom on a fruit, <laughs> it was a health class. <laughs> a nice throwback. <laughs> Thank you, Jason and Christine. Such a wonderful list. <laughs> Want to be on The Natural List? Send us an email at thenaturalist at newhope.com.